Hello and welcome back to Second Look. It's good to be back again. I mean, I know I was back last week, but back in the swing of things. I wonder how many times I can use the word back in a sentence. I... yeah. Okay, we'll just move on. Uh, lots of things have gone on in the past few weeks, but before we get to talking about them, I just want to take a moment and uh, mention our sponsor, Octopod. Let me tell you what, having an Octopod is really amazing and really convenient. Uh, The other day I was leaving for work and my phone was not charged. I'd forgotten to plug it in the night before. And so on my bus on the way to work, I just hooked it up to my Octopod and what do you know, it was charged before I got there. So yeah, that's pretty awesome and I just don't know what else to say. Go to octo-pod.com slash outset, octo-pod.com slash outset, and use the coupon code OUTSET at checkout. So, Scott Walker is in, bringing the official number to 15. That's a lot of people. And a lot of people to choose from for a voter base that is very diverse and it seems like every single niche of the Republican Party is going to have their own candidate. So it'll be interesting to see who wins primaries. Scott Walker. Scott Walker makes me sad. I was optimistic about Scott Walker and thinking about the possibility of supporting him in the primaries. I I appreciate his conservative record. Um, I appreciate the fact that he doesn't back down from a fight. However... I'm concerned especially by his stances on the Patriot Act. And apparently, Scott Walker, he may like the other amendments, but apparently he thinks the Fourth Amendment isn't all that important. Because so blatantly unconstitutional for the federal government to spy on its own citizens without warrants, and yet Scott Walker has come out in support of that. I, I'm perplexed by it because it doesn't seem consistent to me with a lot of the rest of his stances, but boy, I, I, I tweeted today that Scott Walker, well, it's yesterday at the time you're listening to this, but I'm recording this on Monday. So I tweeted today that (laughs) Scott Walker seemed to be the favorite based on my Twitter feed. A lot of people seemed to like him, and I I said I was crying at what might have been. I, I really... Even just based on my Twitter feed, I follow some, like, hardcore libertarian people, and so they are even more opposed to the Patriot Act than I am, and uh, so they don't like him for that. But Tea Party people... Uh, establishment people. I follow pretty much 
a, a pretty wide spectrum of views, and a lot of people seem to like Scott Walker. He seems like he has the potential to unify the party. That said, I won't be voting for him in the primary, so maybe he doesn't. But, um... Yeah, I really like his line that he always trots out about shopping at Kohl's. You know, I, my mom is one of those people who always gets good deals at Kohl's. And it was always really nice to be able to get new clothes for school. And you get like two pairs of shorts and five shirts for 20 bucks. And I, you really can't beat that. I'm... <laughs> I know Kohl's, like, they mark stuff way up, that way they can offer these great sales, but it's a good store. And it is refreshing to see a candidate who's a lot more of a normal guy. You know, the fact that Scott Walker talks about his trips to Kohl's so much might mean, I don't know, it might mean he's doing it all for show, but... If so, the show's worked on me because he he seems like a lot more normal guy. You know, he shows up at campaign stuff in jeans, a t-shirt, and a ball cap. And you, you'd never see uh, Rick Santorum or, uh, let's see, I don't know, Lincoln Chafee doing that. Um... Of course, now that I've said that, they probably will both hold events next week. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. I I, I appreciate his everyman appeal. I appreciate the fact that he was able to get elected three times in Wisconsin. Um, I Like I said, though, his stance on the Patriot Act is a deal-breaker for me. I... I I won't be voting for him in the primary. We'll see about the general. I'm a little bit more of a compromiser in the general. That's part of the reason why I am still a Republican and not some uh, minor party. Um, I'm also a little bit concerned because of his record as a union buster. Now, don't get me wrong on this. Um, I am not a fan of unions. I am unapologetically for uh, right to work in that you should not need to be a member of a union to have a job. That's just unfair. I, I think that you should fully be able to choose to be a member of the union, but I do not think it should be mandatory I cannot justify within myself a a position where you get a job and then I say, hey, look, in case our employer oppresses us, you have to pay me this much money out of your paycheck. That That's just crazy to me. And... Uh, I think I think it was Steven Crowder put out a hilarious video about Superman. If if Superman were in the superheroes union, and uh, no, you can't save those people. You haven't paid your dues yet. You're gonna lose your <laughs> your your powers. I don't know. It's been a long time. That that was probably over a year ago. But but unions, I I understand the point. It is to protect workers against corrupt 
corporations and and um, managers and all that. However, the unions have become just as corrupt as the the corporations themselves, and so they're no better. But unions do provide if a corporation is abusing its power and corporations can and do abuse their power unions are important to to protect against that so a candidate who's going to run as a union buster that that's one of his crowning achievements it worries me just a little bit as to who Scott Walker's alliances are with is is Scott Walker for big business or is he for Main Street? I uh, you know sometimes you do have to choose between the two and what's your choice going to be? If if your crowning achievement is destroying something, not destroying, but terribly weakening something that is a tool it is supposed to be in theory a tool to help workers what does that say about you and then going back to what i said a minute ago i am not pro business i don't know at what point conservatism became conflated with being pro business i am not not pro business i am pro people i don't like Obamacare, not because of the effects it had on the business community, but because of the effects it had on people. People lost jobs. People had their insurance premiums go up. This is one thing I feel like the conservative movement as a whole struggles with, and it's articulating the message in terms of people. You know, we trot out our statistics and our dollar signs and our percentages, but but that all feels very foreign. You know, if you say 30% of people are going to have this happen to them, well, then everyone just kind of assumes they're part of that 70%, don't they? If he wants to get a broad base of voter support... Scott Walker's going to have to prove that he stands with people and not just with money and business. That said, I I do like Scott Walker. I like what they've done with the budget in Wisconsin. I do like that um, the teachers' unions, the, the public sector unions, were weakened in Wisconsin. And that right-to-work legislation arrived there. I just... My, my only concern there is that he he runs on that like a crowning achievement. And that, that just gives me pause, I should say. That, well, that won't be the reason I don't vote for him. That is the Patriot Act. That's just flat out right there. But... <laughs> I look forward to see the dynamics that Scott Walker will bring to the race because he is arguably the most accomplished of all the candidates. And so I, I'm glad to see the dynamic. I'm predisposed to like 
governors because they have executive experience. And so a governor that has shown um, good leadership, it's, I, I'm predisposed to like that. So we'll just have to see where it goes. Now, as I've mentioned many times, I I fully expect to see myself voting for Rand Paul in the primary. I am open to others, but it would, I'll, I'll be honest and full disclosure, it would take a good deal of convincing to, to get me to vote for anyone else. I donated to Rand Paul's campaign. I'm... I, I really like him and the things he stands for. Uh, and <laughs> this week, Rand Paul did one of the just one of the coolest political pictures I have ever seen floated across my Twitter feed this week. And that was Rand Paul taking the United States tax code and setting it on fire. <laughs> Uh, he was holding a, an event in Michigan with Justin Amash about how how we could get rid of the U.S. tax code. He has a new tax plan that I like a whole lot, um, and and he literally burned the United States tax code. Uh, if you haven't seen this picture, you've You've got to see it. I'll, I'll see if I can find a link to it. If I do, I'll put it in the um, description on OutsetMagazine.com in the show notes. But he's standing there in a t-shirt and jeans, and, and he's just next to this flaming wheelbarrow. <laughs> full, full of paper. And, you know, I, I'm a little bit of a pyro. Not that, like... I don't know. I, I just really think fire's cool. It's fun to watch things burn. Note that I'm saying within legal limits, I don't enjoy arson. No need to to call the authorities. I, I've just, for as long as I remember, liked watching fire work. <laughs> and fireworks, for that matter. Uh, I mean, a lot of this could probably credit my dad, uh, He's kind of the same way. You know, we had a fire bowl in the backyard and we'd sit there and poke the log and make it burn in different ways and all sorts of stuff. And, and I, I don't know. So maybe that's why I like this picture so much. Maybe it's because our U.S. tax code is ridiculous and it should be burned. It's nuts. And so much of that has to be garbage that the only appropriate thing to do is just Burn it. Burn it all. Get rid of it. And start over. And that that brings me to the, the Rand Paul tax plan that I like so much. It's a fair tax plan. Um, and it's not the fair tax. But everyone gets $50,000 of untaxed income. And then once you have earned... $50,000. Above that, your income is taxed at a rate of, I believe it's 14.5%. Wow. Can you say equality? You know, people complain that the system doesn't... It, it taxes the poor too much, doesn't tax the rich enough. $50,000 of untaxed income. 
Let me tell you, that would make a big difference in my personal budget, and I'm sure it would in yours too. And then 14.5% is lower than the marginal rate that many people pay. A lot of times it's around 18%. So so 14.5%, this is basically going to put more money in everyone's pockets. And you know what people do when there's more money in their pocket? They spend it. It seems like a no-brainer to me. I just think it's great. And it's another one of the many reasons that I'm going to be voting for Rand Paul. Probably. <laughs> so the reason why I say probably every time is because, like like I said a minute ago, I am open to other candidates. I really like Carly Fiorina. I don't know much about her. Um... But I'm open to the prospect of voting for her in the primaries. And there are... Well, in the primary. I'll only be voting in one. But there are others, too. And I I just... I, I don't know yet. That's what the debates are for. And as of this point, Rand Paul's my guy. But we'll just have to see. I'll, I'll let you know as the debates go if anyone changes my mind. Um... But, about the only thing that could make me like Rand Paul more is if he were to go out and, well, I mean, if he listened to the show, and so then he would hear about Octopod, and he'd go over to octo-pod.com slash outset and order himself one of Octopod's awesome mobile charging solutions where he could have his phone backup battery everywhere with him, because it's a tiny little thing that fits in your pocket. Or you could get a solar-powered one, or you can get one that can charge two devices at once. If any of that sounds cool to you, head over to octo-pod.com outset. Use the coupon code OUTSET at checkout, and you'll get 50% off for a limited time. Now, you might be saying, hey, you know, they've been saying that it's for a limited time, and he's still saying it. But let me tell you, it is a limited time. That offer will go away. I don't know the exact time frame on it, but it is a limited time offer. It's 50% off. It's a deal you can't pass up. Head over to octo-pod.com slash outset now. And Rand Paul, if you're listening, please do it. So last week, uh, my wife and I went to see the movie Inside Out. And let me tell you, it was the best animated movie I have seen in a long time. I loved it. And I don't want to give too much away for those of you who haven't seen the movie. But I thought that it was great for many reasons. For one, I thought it presented um, the brain in a great way. It, it was fun. It was creative. And, and they had so much attention to detail. So many little things to make it be a lot better. Um, number two, I liked the way that the main character wasn't the main character, but was the main character. Uh, I thought it gave the storyline a really interesting element to see 
different perspectives. See, now I'm making it sound like it was a, like, multiple personality thing, but just go see the movie, and you'll get what I'm saying. I really liked seeing different perspectives of the main character. Uh, Number three, I thought it was funny. And, you know, a lot of kids' movies, I think, are funny because, A, I either remember that... I thought it was funny when I was a kid, and so the memory makes me laugh. Or B, it's funny, like, because, oh, kids will think that's funny. No, this movie was great. It, it would be great for kids. It'd be great for adults. I, it, it's a great movie. And number four, I saw it in 3D, which I, <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. I accidentally bought 3D tickets when I wanted to buy tickets to the regular one. (laughs) So we were actually really disappointed when we found out it was in 3D because uh, Meredith and I had both been to 3D movies before and not liked it very much. But it was great. Uh, The 3D, I I sometimes get motion sick. It didn't make me motion sick at all. Uh, And I think it actually added a lot to the the movie itself um it's just yeah really cool i <laughs> kind of an unexpected positive note there and let's see what am i on i i think that was number 4 i should have written this down but hey i'm speaking without a teleprompter so yeah number 5 i think I liked the movie because it wasn't your traditional movie plot. Especially in kids' movies where it's like good guy versus bad guy and all this is at stake and I I it was a refreshingly different plot and it was a good story. I I guess that's what it boils down to. I really liked the story of it. So go see Inside Out, and if you have the extra cash, see it in 3D. We had a gift card, so... Wow. I just blew a raspberry on the podcast. I think I've hit new lows. Um... Yeah. Steven, please don't fire me. Uh, (laughs) Moving on... I mentioned a governor, and I mentioned a senator, and now I'm going to be talking about a state senator. Her name is Kelly Ward, and you are going to be hearing her name a lot more in the next few months. I'm I'm just going to come out and say it. Like I said, I'm recording this on Monday, so it's not official yet. And I'm not, like, privy to any information. This is speculation on my part, but I'm calling it now. Tomorrow, Kelly Ward will be a candidate for senator from Arizona. And she will be challenging John McCain in the primary. This is going to be a hard race. J.D. Hayworth ran against John McCain in 2010. And J.D. Hayworth had statewide name recognition because he used to be a congressman. And he got destroyed in the primary. It 
It was bad. Part of that is John McCain was a little more popular in 2010 than he is today. But, I mean, it it was almost embarrassing. It, it was such a bad defeat. I personally think that Kelly Ward is a much stronger candidate than J.D. Hayworth. I am a big, big fan of hers. Uh, I don't agree with her on everything, but I don't agree with any politician on everything. I think she's fantastic. I will be doing everything I can to get her elected and in the United States Senate. Oh, I'm just so excited. Look her up if you don't know her. It's Kelly with an I, K-E-L-L-I, Ward. And she's great, and you're going to hear a lot more about her. In fact, if you haven't heard of her, take a look on OutsetMagazine.com. Our um, Josh DeFord is a writer for Outset, and he's done some great um, work following Kelly Ford. I Kelly Ford, Kelly Ward, um, it, he had an interview with her, and basically, as as Josh put it, he she's conservative's dream and John McCain's worst nightmare, and I'm happy to be supporting her uh, in the primary as it approaches. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on Second Look this week. Like I said, it is great to be back in the swing of things. I hope to see you on Twitter. I want to see your username tweeting me what you thought about today's episode. I'm at bgreenaz. Um, You can follow me, follow at Outset Magazine, and follow the editor-in-chief, Stephen Perkins, at Stephen with a PH underscore Perkins. And make sure you listen to his show. I'm actually going to be a guest on his show this week. So I'm super excited about that. Um, And also, The Matt Dallas Show airs on the Outset Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to each of those in iTunes, especially Second Look. And uh, give us a rating. Help us gain some exposure. That's all I have for you today, folks. We'll see you next week.